Marcy and we are the Balanced Babes. Welcome back to the podcast, all things health, wellness, and living your best life. And we're rolling. Episode four. Episode four. Oh my gosh, I keep forgetting I'm on camera. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, Kiwi did not forget for a second. She's on yeah. camera right I'm, now. I'm loving her stance right now. She's very like sprawled out. She's like, give me my close up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kiwi has a Balanced Babes podcast shirt coming in, I'm and I'm so, so here for it. It needs to come in already because I'm dying to see it on her. We'll do a whole photo shoot with her. Yeah. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I love it with our with our bucket hats. Yes. Okay, <laughs> Lauren's idea. My idea. I really want Balanced Babes bucket hats. <laughs> Who would be interested? <laughs> Slide into our DMs because I really, really want to get this thing going. I will for sure wear one, even if I'm the only one wearing one. I'm, I feel I'm like down. it's a, it's a trend. Like it starts. It is, and I don't have a single bucket hat. I, I feel left out. I definitely don't have a bucket hat. I don't. I don't know, know if I've ever worn a bucket hat. I don't know actually. if I'm gonna look like a creeper in a bucket. <laughs> I feel like you'd be cute in a bucket hat, just like. Walking around, walking on the boardwalk. I'm just like, oh my god, who is this woman? <laughs> I think it'd be cute. And we should get Kiwi a bucket hat, too. Oh, for sure. She already has a sailor so hat. Oh. She's got her sailor cute. hat when we go out on the boat. So oh, she's cute. She's all about it. I like it. She's about that hat life. <sighs> she's a balanced babe. She really is. <laughs> I need to, like, emulate her lifestyle even more. Oh, you know what? I, I fully emulated her lifestyle this weekend. I, I didn't do shit. That's kind of the best, though. Like, I yeah. I love that. I mean, I say, I I say that jokingly. I did, yeah. I did do stuff. No, I, I feel like, like you had a productive weekend. I did. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because, like... I feel like when we think about weekends, we associate it with, like, doing a ton of activities and, like, being out and about and, like, socializing, going to events and... Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you can also be productive and be at home, too. I love those you weekends. Can. You can. I know. I was, like, I used to be very resistant to those weekends. Like, I would get FOMO so oh, bad. Like, like, real bad. Really bad. Like, to yeah. the point where it was, like... I didn't even necessarily want to go out. I just... I just didn't want to miss out. I didn't want to miss out. It was really... Oof. I feel that. I feel like I totally used to be that way. Like, even up until a couple years ago. Did you? Even even sometimes now. Like, I still catch myself. I'm like, why do I... If I have this FOMO mindset all the time, like, I'm just going to be completely depleted. Yeah. Well, it started scaring me for a while. A lot of... A lot... Well, okay... really a while ago when I was living in PB, I was starting to recognize like, okay, this is not really like aligning with how I want my life. And yeah. So I moved, I moved a little bit away getting out of like the direct party scene. Cause I lived a block away from all the bars. So I know I remember you were like 
walking I distance. I was in it. Like, yeah. I was in it hardcore. You were in the thick of it. Right. And I had, when, when I first moved down there, I was going out like three or four nights a week. Yeah. I mean, it was so convenient. It was like it right was, down the street. And like everyone was there and they'd be like across the street and they'd be like, we can practically see you in your apartment. Like, and like you can't, out. don't tell me you're busy. Yeah. Like, and you can't you even better. make up an excuse at that point because right. you're like, I literally do like live right there. Right. And then mixed with like the FOMO, you're like, oh, mm. they're right across the street. Like, I don't want to miss out. So of course I'm going to go. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm so past that. And now, where are you going, little girl? Um, Hello. <laughs> she can just chill on the table. Yeah. That's one time, like, telling you, she's like, get my good angle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, drama. Anyway, I mean, the FOMO, the FOMO is definitely a thing. And it was kind of scaring me for a while because I was like, I can't live like this. So yeah. Yeah, I still get it, but at the same time. I'm just, like, also kind of removing myself from a lot of things. Like, I just, yeah. I don't know. I've been just reevaluating where I want to spend my time and my energy. And I can relate to that, too. And it feels good, honestly. It feels really good to kind of reprioritize things, I guess. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> She's cracking me up just, like. I know. This is very therapeutic. I could just, I could just pet dogs for, for days. <laughs> it, like, soothes me. <laughs> She, yeah. A win-win situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I so feel that, though. Okay, Kiwi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, let me just walk across this entire table. Oh. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that kind of leads us to what Today's we wanted to topic. talk. Yeah, because we wanted to talk about when being balanced is like such a big part of that is saying no No. to things and it is such a challenge sometimes and I don't know what your experience has been saying no but yeah it used to be super hard for me and from time to time like I still kind of give in because I'm such a people pleaser and Mm -hmm. I I do enjoy spending time with people and doing a bunch of fun stuff, but at the same time, like kind of like how we were talking earlier, if you say yes to every single thing that people ask you to do or be a part of, yeah, you will get burnt out really, really fast, especially yeah. juggling that with everything else in your life. Um, so I've gotten a lot more vocal about saying no um, in a bunch of different um, facets of my life, whether it be socially, whether it be work-wise like that used to be extremely hard Mm -hmm. like I really really struggled with that one and I would say that I've only gotten to a place where I'm comfortable with saying no to things work-wise maybe like the past like two years like now I feel a lot more comfortable saying no but I I definitely did not used to be that way how do you think you like made that transition I think once I started realizing how much my mental and physical health was suffering Mm -hmm. from just saying yes, because I'm very, for those that don't know me and my personality, I, I know I seem very like laid back and chill, but like I used to be extremely type A Um, and like that still kind of creeps out from time to time, but very like type A, very, um, like high achieving and I used to prioritize work over everything else because I just wanted to impress people and I had this vision of myself and um, I think 
I would just say yes to everything because I wanted people to say, oh, wow, like she can do Look it all. Look at how much she can Look manage. at how much she can handle, like yeah. compared to everybody else. And that just took like a huge toll on my physical and my mental health. Mm-hmm. And so I think once I understood that that correlation was kind of coming from me saying yes to every single thing that was being asked of me, mm-hmm. it made me take a step back and say, okay, like I get it. Like I know that I want to be perceived in this specific light, but if it's going to cause everything else in my life to suffer, it's just not even worth it. And I need yeah. to get better about saying no. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It goes in so many different like facets too, you know, like you said, with work with people with even, uh, you know, I mean, we talked about nutrition, that's like a part of it, but yeah. it's still like, it's like accountability and it's like checking in with yourself and making sure that you're, Mental and physical health is, like, top priority, right? And it, right. Like, it takes some, like, introspection. Yeah. And how has your journey with that been? Like, have you always had a hard time saying no? And that's something that you're more recently starting to implement? Or have you gotten better about that maybe, like, a couple years ago? Or, um, like, I guess kind of, like, walk me through how you have gotten to this point where you're okay with saying no to things. And was it hard? <laughs> it probably was. <laughs> the answer's probably yes, but I want to I'm like, hold on, let me check my arm real quick. Do I have a cheat sheet? What, yeah. what did you just say? <laughs> You're like, wait, questions one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and ten. <laughs> and do you want a car wash for that too? <laughs> do you want a vacuum token with your car wash? Um, no, I mean, I guess the first thing that came to my mind was like, during COVID, mm-hmm. where I became a lot more introspective, I think. Almost, like, to a fault. Like, sometimes I'll talk to, like, people really close with me, especially my family, and they're like, Marcy, stop psychoanalyzing everything. <laughs> they're like, stop it. Stop. You're going too, too in too depth. Deep. Too <laughs> deep. Just, like, go live your life. Like, stop taking things so seriously. I mean, I'm a, I'm kind of an emotional person, and, like... I am, too. I don't know. I, I think... That's not a bad thing. No. I, well, I used to think it was a bad thing. But yeah. here's, here's the thing, and kind of what will come full circle from what I'm talking about is that I don't think I really knew, quite honestly, what I truly wanted or what, like, mm-hmm. the, the certain things what I really enjoyed doing. And especially when it came to, like, going out, like I said, yeah, what, did, did I go out because I was, like, really genuinely wanting to go out or was I going out because I was more driven by by the fear of, like, what would happen if I didn't go out? The FOMO yeah. or, like... The fact that, like, I felt like, you know, at times the friends of mine that I was going out with, I was like, well, I'm just going to kind of get lost. Yeah, you don't want them to forget about you if you say no to something. Right. And so I think taking a step back, moving away, starting to kind of manage my going out and saying no, the more that I've done that, the more that I've taken steps to... Um, I mean, I've talked talk to you, too, about, like, stopping drinking for a little while. Yeah. That was so hard because it's not just about the drinking. It's about the socialization aspect of it. And, oh, like, yeah. going out and, like, overcoming that fear of, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to, like, lose all these things or I'm not going to be relevant or it's going to be lonely. And maybe it will be lonely a little bit. But, like, through saying no for me, I'm now truly discovering, like, what I actually want out of life. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. That's so worth it. I know. It's, like, kind of powerful. I don't know. It's it's interesting because I've always felt like I was very introspective 
and like I feel like I've done this to certain degrees in the past but I think I've had a lot more growth lately yeah than I have like ever in my whole life that's insane I mean that's super inspiring thanks <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm just being goofy. I appreciate you saying that. Um, Yeah, because it's not easy to like... No, it's not. It's not easy to say no. It really (laughs) isn't. It's scary. Yeah. Well, and like, I moved out from from those that don't know. um, Like, I'm from Colorado, and I moved out here. Can't believe it's been almost five years that's like, really crazy. Holy cow. And I've always been, like, super independent. Moved out here by myself. Didn't know anyone. I was working in, in tech at the time, selling software. And so had a good career trajectory going in front of me. And, like, just felt like I really had it together, you know? Yeah. And um, I think a lot of that facade it was almost a facade because I put a lot of my identity into like my job and saying yes and doing so many things and it wasn't until I left my job that I was like oh oh my gosh okay if I'm not this person it's almost like an identity crisis it is I literally had an identity crisis like to be quite so relate to that like I really did and then COVID happened yeah and I think a lot of people can relate to that, but it's, it's so true. And it's like, you hear people talk sometimes. I'm, I'm really big into like the self-help stuff and YouTube. Same. It's, it's same. Yeah. Love it. And it would be really cool to actually have some of those, those guests on here sometime. I know we've talked about That's like my dream. where we see this going. There's some really like inspiring people that I would love to talk uh, to. Like uh, so many people. Yeah. And that, that have helped me kind of like on that self-discovery that's really cool yeah yeah because it is scary when you put all of your identity into one thing and when you lose that thing or you step away from that thing you really question who you are and what you want out of life like that's Mm -hmm. so deep but I can so Mm -hmm. relate to that because I feel like I put so much of my identity and my self-worth into my job and my career and when I decided that that shouldn't be my number one priority anymore and that it should just be like one piece of the pie I felt like very lost like who am I I thought this was who I was was trying to be like a very successful businesswoman Mm -hmm. perfectionist type of person yeah (laughs) she's like I'm over it (laughs) she's like did you get the shot Uh, <laughs> she's like mad staring at me right now no I get it and like I, ironically the more that I feel like I'm like okay that's not me this is not me this is not me the more it's like it's I feel like more that like I'm able to be kind of free from like all these things that I thought were yeah like I don't know yeah and, and you can kind of turn inward and try to figure out, like, you know, who you truly are and what you truly want out of, like, life and your journey and what lights you up and what makes you passionate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, wow. I so relate to everything you said. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think other people will, too. It's not an easy path, but, like... I almost feel like I was 
trying to put all of my worth into work in my career because I almost was like avoiding myself, like self avoidance. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like spending time with myself and, and getting and maybe that I was partially why you were saying yes because you, out of fear of being like, okay, this is my identity. So if I say no to this person, I'm not going to reinforce that like this is who I am. And yeah. I could jeopardize my my position, my livelihood, mm-hmm. what people think of me. And yeah. like, if you're constantly living in that state, like, are you really, what are you, what are you, what are you living for? Yeah. Um, and also it's scary to spend time alone with your thoughts too. And no. I think that's part of the reason too, why I would always jam pack my schedule with like activities, work, work events is I think a lot of it was I was avoiding, like, spending time with myself. Dude, it's crazy that you said that because <clears throat> I've had some resources, and I can maybe share more in depth if anyone wants to hear about this, but I've had resources that have been kind of helping me step away from um, drinking a little bit because I do think in the past um, I, had a, I had abused it a little bit, and... Um, I don't think that, well, like I said, I can go more in depth than that in the future, but if, if necessary, but just to piggyback off what you're saying, I think that you can really abuse any type of thing, anything, anything. And that's, what's really scary. I think in our society, like you can, uh, uh, you can have addictive tendencies towards relationships, people, places, Things And I think that's why this pandemic has been so traumatizing for some people because maybe that's like how they identified with themselves is being able to, to go to the gym, you know, without the gym, who am I? Or without my job, who am I? Without, you know, and, and truly I think that can be, there can be healthy boundaries for those things, mm-hmm. but once it's, it becomes something that you are utilizing to run away from Get yourself, away. Yeah. that's when there's a problem. Yeah. And I feel like so many people are doing it and might not even realize, they might not even realize that they're doing that. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. But I think it's, it's kind of a good thing that, that you can have that, that light shed on everything, like as kind of painful and lonely as it can be sometimes or as like difficult it can be to work through some of like your emotions and stuff um it's really gratifying too when you start feeling you know your self-empowerment and feeling like okay I don't I don't need to like numb myself out I don't need to escape I don't need I don't need anybody else like of course I want these things in my life I want to have great relationships I want to have a great career I want to have a growth mindset and keep pushing forward mm-hmm. but I'm not I'm not gonna die without it yeah and I feel like it's helped <clears throat> me build so much confidence in myself that mm-hmm. I didn't used to have oh that's so good yeah just crazy because just like you're saying like you can place so much value in other things um in hopes that you know you kind of will um like separate yourself from getting to know yourself. I feel like I said that in a really weird way, but like, (laughs) you know what I'm getting at is like, I I feel like I used to place so much value in like relationships too. Mm -hmm. And I didn't used to value myself in the same way. And I felt like, 
I wouldn't be able to go on if like a certain person wasn't in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it was because I was avoiding like getting to know myself and being confident in myself, just me. Yeah. And I feel like I finally have that confidence after so long. That's amazing. That makes me so happy to hear that because I think I've, I think it's always like a a growing process Mm -hmm. and it's funny because even at 23, I was like, woo, I got this figured out. (laughs) Like I was living alone. I had graduated. Like I had, I had gone through like a breakup at the time uh, with someone that I was with for a while. And like, it was, I, I felt really relieved. I felt, I felt for the first time I was like, this is me. This is my identity. And again, this was at like 23. And so it's crazy to have come full circle knowing what I know now of yeah. being like, well, okay, Miss Thing. Like, you didn't know <laughs> shit back then. I mean, same. Yeah. I look back at myself, like, back when I was in my, like, really early 20s, like, 21, 22, I thought I had it all figured out at that age, too. And I was like, mm-hmm. I am so set for the rest of my life. I know everything that's going to happen. And, like, like I just said, I was very type A. So I knew, like, okay, step one, I'm going to be in this field. I'm going to get this job, get this promotion. At this age, I'm going to, like, get married. At this age, I'm going to do that. And it's like, I could have never predicted, like, everything that was going to unfold at that age. But I thought yeah. that I had everything together. Yeah. Um... But it's amazing how far I've come from that point. Yeah. And yeah. it sounds like you have too. I so. have too. And I think that, <laughs> I love that. I love I think that's the key to like life, as hard as it is, is like to you have to be flexible. Yeah. But I definitely, definitely think that a part of getting to know yourself too is being honest about like what you want. Yeah. You know, and I've been really working towards doing that with like people in my life of like setting intentions because I think that's like the most loving thing you can do for yourself and for the people that you want in your life too is like how are we bettering yeah each other you know I so agree. like how are you showing up for your friends for your family like for people if you're seeing them like not really living to their potential too like I feel like it's it's good to to be the one that's saying like shining light of being like okay like, yeah you know? yeah for sure and like I, I think that... And having know, standards. Like, yes. let's have standards. Like, Absolutely. If you're not setting them, no one's going to do it for you. Oh, yeah. And there's no way that you'll be able to push yourself to what you're fully capable of mm-hmm. and be the best version of yourself if you don't. Yeah. That kind of, like, leads us to our goals yes. setting. Because yes. I know we talked about that briefly on the previous episode, Um, but setting a couple of goals for the month of August, since we're on that topic of intentions Mm -hmm. and wanting to be the best versions of ourselves. Um, do you want to share your goals? (laughs) Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go. Um, well, I'm really excited because I'm doing uh, a bikini show in Mm -hmm. October. I know it's coming up. Yeah. I've prepped clients for shows but I've never done one myself yet so and they've placed they've they won yeah. that's crazy thank you yeah really cool experience so it's finally my turn yeah and uh, I'm really excited to go through that process not just you know I've I've been very like vocal about it more so because I'm proud of like the repercussions that it's going to have. Like yeah. I've talked about, like my goal is to set up like more of a r- morning routine. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like my reason behind it. 
I like that. You know what I mean? Like, there are so many things underneath just, like, competing that I think will be good for me. Like, the routine. Yes, I'm getting my diet, you know, my my plan all structured. I mean, it's not going to be that different than what I'm doing already. I already Mm kind of chalk my food. I'm living that lifestyle. But... Um, it'll kind of allow me to bring it in and be a little bit more intentional. So my goal for that is to just get organized and put things together for my meals and set up a routine. I want to go on, on more walks and eat you. Like, I love that. I know. I'm a big walking gal. Yeah. <laughs> Meditation. Oh, that's awesome. Get my feet. <laughs> get my feet. Healed up. Healed up. <laughs> Let me see them. They're looking, <laughs> they're looking much better than sorry they were. I do that. I know. We, we got go. our nails done. <laughs> <laughs> the nail technicians were like, oh, she was like, do you want us to trim your toenails? And she was like, oh. I think she thought she was going to break me. She like had her palm on her forehead, oh, no. just like, oh God, what is happening? I mean, right? at least your toenails look really nice and fresh. You can, you can shine it up as much as you can, but you really should not have attention drawn. <laughs> so Anyway, what are your goals? <laughs> Love it. I have my goals written out so that way I can kind of like look at them every day and kind of reflect and see if I'm kind of progressing. But um, with my goals, I've tried to make them very, um, I guess, I, I don't want to say easy, but more like bite-sized goals. Yeah. Like they're not these crazy goals that I know I'm not going to be able to attain. They're like very doable. So I think I'm going to be set for August. So my first goal is to spend 30 minutes winding down before bed, no phone allowed, because I am so guilty of either like passing out on the couch, like Uh watching like TV or something and waking up at one in the morning and being like, oh my gosh, I need to go upstairs, take my makeup off, like actually go to bed and like I'll get a full eight hours of sleep, but like it's kind of interrupted and it's not it's just like not healthy to do that. So I want to spend 30 minutes just winding down. And I think like the no phone is going to be a big one because I'm so guilty of like scrolling through my phone Mm -hmm. mindlessly. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that doesn't get me in a good headspace for like the sleep that I'm about to get. So, um, so yeah, I want to spend 30 minutes winding down and then my second goal is, okay, on, on the topic of scrolling aimlessly, is less time scrolling through social media okay. in an aimless way. So <laughs> <laughs> essentially both of those goals kind of like tie into each other, but because I tend to do that before bed a lot, but yeah. also throughout the day, I mean, when I'm working and I'm in the zone, I'm not really on my phone very much, but like if I have like spare time throughout the day, I do catch myself kind of doing it. It's this weird like mind-numbing habit and yeah. I've formed like so many of those over the years because I think like when well, that's kind of an addiction to yes y'all. it is like it uh, is it is I, they, and they, li- they have literally so talked bad. about it it's not even like a secret thing like they yeah. have professional like marketers that are it's meant to like feel like you're almost at a casino yeah. Like, like in that dopamine hit of, it, like, the, yeah. It's, anyway. like, soothing a weird addiction that mm-hmm. I, like, kind of am starting to realize that I have. And it's so frustrating. So, like, I find myself aimlessly scrolling through my phone and it numbs my brain. Or I feel like I have all these, like, weird things that I do where I'm, like, why am I doing this? And I think about it and I'm, like, I'm trying to 
numb my brain. Uh-huh. And it's not... And, like, kind of check out. And kind of check out. Yeah. Because I think I'm so, like, hyper-focused when I'm, like, working, when we're, like, doing the podcast, when I'm, like, running my social media for Sweatcheck Glow. And I think that hyper-focus causes me to want to numb my brain. And it's just not... It's not productive and it's not healthy. And yeah. I think, like, with the whole aimlessly scrolling through social media, I'm consuming, like, so much content at all times and in a way I'm trying to numb my brain but at the same time I'm consuming so much like content that I don't need to be consuming yeah so you can detox from that a little bit so I can detox from that so I want to do that and then my third goal is just to drink more water so I have this um like gallon water bottle which is like super intense (laughs) it sounds like you need to like Swing over to TG with all the yeah, exactly. noise with the gallon. Exactly. That's that's how I feel. So like I don't really like bring it out with me necessarily, but like I used to be really good about filling that up first thing in the morning and then drinking it throughout the day because it has the time stamps on it. Uh-huh. Um, and then I've just gotten lazy because like our water filter doesn't even fill up like an entire one of the like I have to fill up the Brita filter that I have multiple times to fill up my gallon water bottle. It's super intense. Uh-huh. So I need to get back into that because I've been kind of lazy and just drinking out of my hydro flask. But I think drinking more water will be really, um, really good. Like a good habit to just continue throughout the rest of summer. Cause you're outside all the time, sweating, (laughs) (laughs) gotta stay hydrated. So yes, those are my three goals. Love it. Well, we will check in on those goals. We will be each other's accountability buddies and Whoever wants to participate in that can send us their goals as yeah, well. Yeah, I like Get that. This community rolling a little bit. Yes. Um, and on that note, <laughs> on that note, look at Kiwi's <laughs> face. She looks so sleepy. Kiwi's about to pass out, so we'll probably sign off for the day. <laughs> but um, yeah, this was fun. Always. Always fun. Well, stay tuned for episode five coming at you next week. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.